You're listening to The Dr. Chris Show. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And today we have an amazing guest. We have Dr. Nima Ramani. He is a chiropractor turned edutainer, which I love this. I'm going to ask him about that here in a second. And he's on a mission really to teach business executives, entrepreneurs, and teenagers about how to dissolve the root cause of stress. You know, he's also the creator of a breakthrough new tool called the overview method. So we're going to talk about that and how he uses that as an exercise to help release emotional baggage and resentment that just really holds people back from hitting their goals. And so, you know, he's helped countless of people over his 20 years of experience as a, as a doctor and really just a, a I'm going to call him a mind guru today and really <laughs> just help people avoid being stuck in those toxic relationships. You know, maybe the career limbo, emotional traumas and anxieties that just have really created really just a, a split in the divergence of where we're trying to go in our lives and really reach our fullest purpose. So he's been on a lot of different avenues, a lot of different uh, um, entertainment and, and shows and everything else. And so we're going to just get right into it. Uh, hey, Dr. Nima, how's it going today? I'm really glad to be talking to a fellow chiropractor who's on that with a similar vision. So it's, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Absolutely. You know, we always like to have like-minded people on this show, helping us move in different directions and giving us a different perspective on health and wellness and that holistic approach. Mm. While we're all trying to move towards the same goal, sometimes we have different avenues that we have to go through to get there. And so, Dr. Nima, how did you get to where you are today? Mm. And tell us a little bit about what you're doing and focusing on now. Yeah. As a chiropractor, people come in for various stress-related problems. They come in, uh, what I discovered in their, their physiology comes in, uh, they come in with the end result of various breakdowns in their physiology. And so after doing it for about, how many years have you been in practice, Chris? Oh, just about 10 years now. Okay. Yes. After about the 10 year point, you start to notice, you know what? It's not just physical. It's not that when they're coming in, yes, okay, you have the jaw pain, you're getting the chronic headaches, and yes, there's digestive, digestive issues. But if we go upstream and get to know what's really happening, when you ask and get to know your patients, what's really the, the cause of their stress-related problems? Yeah, it's really their stress-related problems are what's between their ears a lot of times, right? And of course, that, that's what, what it is. But what's going on in their lives? What are, their sh what are they sharing with you that, pre that precipitates this negative thinking and this uh, downward spiral in, in their stress? What happens? And when I really looked at that, um, it was relationship breakdowns. Mm. It was the result of woundings from attachment wounds and which are replications of earlier attachment wounds. So breakdowns in relationships, heartbreak, um, uh, brother, sister, mother, father, you know, ruptures. We aren't really taught growing up when you have a rupture or a conflict, how to repair. 
So those earlier woundings then show up in relationship problems. Something happens and then within a few months, the body starts to break down and they end up in my office. So I was like, you know what, maybe I gotta be giving these people, like after I lost a patient from a heart attack who I really got connected with, I realized that, you know what, I'm not teaching my patients why they're sick, why they're stressed in the first place. So about 10, 12 years ago, I set up a three-hour workshop in my class, in my office called Life Skills for a Stressful World, where I wanted my patients to come in and learn, you know, the foundations of, of interpersonal neurology, values, why we get into conflict and, you know, you know, the real problem is the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment. That's why we show up inauthentically in relationships, cause a toxic breakdown, cause affairs, all sorts of breakdowns in relationships. Then it causes stress and then the body breaks down. Why don't we just go back and teach the foundations of human behavior and relationships? And to my surprise, the patients that showed up to those workshops had better outcomes in their in the practice. They they would uh, their healing would would dramatically improve because they learned how to take responsibility for their triggers, for their emotions, for how they process the world around them. And I gave them kind of like a lens in which to view their life so that they were more resilient and adaptable to the stresses that were around them and the conflict and relationship breakdowns. And over time, Chris, I discovered that I really loved teaching more than I did coming to the office on Monday to deal with the end stage of stress and relationship breakdowns. So fast forward 10 years, that three hour Saturday morning um, kind of class had turned into a three day live event called the overview experience, where I teach people how to uh, clear their past attachment wounds. Because really it all comes down to that. We think we have freedom in our lives, to imagine the shock and the surprise of people when they realize that the choices that they're making in relationships and food and all of that don't actually come from them. They're, they don't really have true freedom. They're actually unconsciously repeating past woundings and trauma dropped in from their past. Uh-huh. And so it's a great awakening to realize they really didn't have control in the first place and the process now begins to reclaim your own personal authority really understanding who I am uh, you know why I made the choices that I did based on my attachment wounds and healing the younger parts of myself to that I abandoned in service of approval in service of um, you know attachment yeah, and absolutely. help people become their authentic selves again so that they can now design their life and then have a different context. And so now I teach people how to transfer and I have kind of like online programs where I teach people how to uh, heal their past uh, woundings and recreate and redesign their lives. And in so doing relationships heal and the physiology starts to heal as well. Well, it's so amazing because, you know, when we look at problems in our health that break down, it all comes from an interference, right? Is it, a, is it a physical interference? Is it a chemical interference? Is it an emotional interference? And I think that the emotional interference, like you're talking about, is one of the most underlooked and underrated causes of dis-ease in the body. And like you said, it can manifest as anything, right? It could manifest as this, maybe this back pain or this migraine. The doctor's like, hey, or the patient's like, hey, my, my pain is here. This is where the problem is. No, no, it's, that's not where the problem is. There's something 
deeper inside, there's, there's some kind of interference that's creating this, this dis-ease in our body. And, and that's great that you can start to help people identify with that. And so as you started to go through these, these workshops and classes and started to, to cultivate your, your, maybe your God, you know, your, your true innate God-given skill to help transform people, how did you go from an educator to an edutainer? <laughs> well, ever since I was a kid, I always loved um, <clears throat> uh, performing. And that came actually from my own attachment wounds. I was raised in an environment where I didn't really feel seen and heard. It was kind of the classic narcissistic parents, you know, Persian household mm -hmm. that I had to become, you know, that, that feeling of you're not really seen or loved until you perform, until you achieve something. And so what would happen was when I was a kid, the only, you know, I remember when my parents would have people over, my brother, I have a twin brother, we would always watch Saturday Night Live and we would like act out the skits or we would dance and stuff like that. I, I was big into break dancing back in the day. And so I was always kind of artistic and showy. And whenever my parents would have um, guests over, they would say, hey, Nima, go and do that skit. So in front of all of their friends, I would get up and start, you know, entertaining. Mm -hmm. and they would be laughing and going, wow. And I just felt so appreciated and seen. So in that time uh, was, was a little seedling. It, it was the genesis of this entertainer part of me. And so now when I go on stage or I'm teaching, I will do a, you know, a little rap song. And what, what, what got me really, um, you know, noticed was I started doing these YouTube videos about chiropractic that I was dancing in, you know, I would be doing the Michael Jackson after, like after somebody gets adjusted, he's a dancer, he can't dance, I would adjust him, he would get up and he would start dancing uh, really great. And I would join him and that kind of got a little bit viral amongst the chiropractic community. I'll right. send you the link of it, you can check it out. Yeah, yeah, I that, was like, that was like, you know, 10, 11 years ago. And I just saw that every time I exper expressed my creative side when I was on stage or I was teaching it would open up hearts and people like oh you're the rapping chiropractor you know <laughs> and so um so it was it was kind of like uh it was this thing where now when I speak about chiropractic or I would speak about healing uh mind and body I would do a little rap like pills don't teach skills you gotta look inside if you want to find the answer to your ills pills don't teach skills covering the truth in exchange for your dollar bills. See, you can, <laughs> you can actually awesome. connect a message a lot more effectively if you do it in a way that's a little bit entertaining. So I call it edutainment. And so I try to be mm -hmm. as uh, artistic and creative and expressive in my delivery of my, um, my content as much as possible. And it seems to be working. Well, that's huge because no one wants to sit and be in a classroom, right? It's like most of us did that a, a large majority of our lives in our adolescent years. And it's not always the best thing to retain things because even going through, let's say, you know, doctorate school, like both of us went through, it's like you mm -hmm. sit there, you go through this stuff that's probably most of the professors aren't that entertaining. Some of them are, but the ones that you really retain the most are the ones that you were entertained and engaged with. The other ones, you forget it as soon as you take the test, right? It's just like, poof gone. And so like when you're doing these lectures with people, you're and yours are, I wouldn't still call them lectures. They're literally like maybe more of an entertainment experience where you're getting deep value from them. It, it, it creates those synapses and things start to be remembered. And I think that's huge because at the end of the day, man, we just got to 
expose ourselves, be a little more transparent. It's kind of like those, the, the commercials that we remember the most or the, the crazy real estate agent is always the one that has this, like these crazy ads. And we tend to remember those. They might, we might think of those as being ridiculous at the time, but they stick around, right? The jingle stays in our head. So I think that's great that you've been able to take that, that entertainment factor, your own personality, blend it in with a great message transformation and be able to transform lives. What are some of the, the areas of people's lives that you look at? I mean, not the, the areas of their lives, but what are the areas of their lives maybe that you're seeing people have the biggest struggles with in their relationships? The, the, it's interesting. You go through life completely unconscious of these attachment wounds. Um, from age zero to eight, everything that you're learning is downloaded from the because you're you don't have a conscious mind. Your your body, your brain is in a theta state where you're just like like taking in everything from your parents, from your family, right? So all of their anxieties are downloaded onto you. All of their behavioral patterns and beliefs about how the universe is and what's safe and what's not boom, gets downloaded onto you. Oh, this color of people, they're bad. Or, you know, that you don't grow up knowing that. You're downloaded all of that from your parents. And any attachment wounds, let's say you saw abuse or your, your family, um, you know, your parents were a complete shit show. So you mm -hmm. had to kind of step up and take care of them and be responsible for their emotions. You become enmeshed with them. Uh, emotionally and take responsibility for their emotions, that stays in your body and you have no clue that that's there until you get into a relationship. And what happens is you then choose somebody with a similar wounding pattern as a parent that you've kind of gotten incomplete with. And what'll happen is you will get those old woundings start to become triggered. A trigger is an old wound. Whenever there's a reactivity, there's an old wound. Now, do you we have is it, is it so much that you will attract with that person that has similar wounds? Or is it sometimes you attract yourself to a person that has similar characteristics to that person you got wounds from? Like say- Correct. A daughter, the second one. Yeah, the daughter had a bad relationship with her father. So she seeks unconsciously maybe, it finds that- husband and a person that, that very much somebody like with the same woundings as dad because that dynamic between dad is so fucking familiar it just feels like home when you meet that person and when you meet them and you have you've probably experienced this chris you're a good looking guy you had that you met someone and you're just like boom instant chemistry that is often a trauma bond that like fired like oh my god like Whoa, like this massive like fireworks chemistry is often two people with similar kind of unresolved woundings just magnetically like, you know, attracted to one another. One of the more common ones mm -hmm. is, uh, for example, that I just spoke to somebody who she had this constant feeling that dad wasn't there and just didn't pay attention to her. She was longing for dad's affection. Mm -hmm. She's got all these guys after her that just want to give her like complete like commitment and all of that but she chooses the one who is kind of like aloof because that longing feeling of neediness is very familiar so guess which one she's going to choose unconsciously so she's going to choose that and then go through this toxic cycle and the most common pattern we see is this codependency is this 
pleaser, this fixer. You're going to date somebody who's a wounded bird so that you can fix them. Okay, you please, you fix, because that's where you had your identity as, child, as a child, was where you were able to fix or please mom. And you were the good girl or the good boy. And that became your identity. So you are now unconsciously, there's no freedom in this, you are unconsciously pulled towards somebody with that similar wounding so you can act out that same dynamic. And if you don't really heal those attachment wounds, it'll get toxic. You'll leave that person. You'll go find another person with the exact same pattern again and again going, why do I date the same people? Why do I have the same argument again and again and again? So the most common one, as you asked, is the codependent narcissist dynamic. The one who's just all about their own kind of vision and the other one who's just doesn't have a vision or identity of their own and they gain their identity of pleasing and fixing others. Those two types are magically just freaking like moth to a flame uh, brought together and now you have the makings of an unconscious toxic complex. And then what will happen is when shit blows up, Chris, you'll then cry and play the victim and say both parties are going to play the victim he's the narcissist he's such a narcissist i married a narcissist he never saw me and and what happens is that's very true that the the cycle is playing out the way that you heal it is by owning your role in that drama triangle victim perpetrator rescuer you got to be able to see how you were the rescuer it didn't really work out the way that you wanted and then you became their perpetrator rather than their rescuer. And then they got angry and upset and they turned around and perpetrate you and now you're their victim. Where you try to be the hero or the savior, you then end up becoming the victim. And so this cycle keeps going. So the, the most common thing is this drama triangle of the victim, perpetrator, savior role that we can't seem to get out of because it's an unconscious familiar pattern from the past. So how do you help people start to break out of that pattern? This is very difficult, Chris. The first way is you got to actually own your role. Own that, own where you are all of them. Are you like, are, are you in a relationship right now? Yeah. Married okay, to my cool. wife, Deidre. We've been married for about seven years now. Okay, perfect. Now, before you married Deidre, were you in any of these kind of toxic cycles? Could, could you recall? Has that have, ever happened to you? Well, I'm sure probably every failed relationship probably was right because okay, it was the perfect. right one <laughs> so how not? do you so how do you break the cycle here's what you do and this is very difficult i take people through a, a process and what we do is we you you draw a triangle okay and on the top one you write <clears throat> perpetrator on the on one of the, the the uh sides you write savior hero and then on the other one you write victim so you look at the, the cycle, okay, the, 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 the drama triangle, look it up, okay? And the way that you break it first is you own your role in all of them. Where are you the victim? Where were you the perpetrator or where were you the savior? And then you ask the question, where were they my savior? Where were they my perpetrator? Where am I playing the victim here? And where... Am I playing that role in each of their lives? And when you look at it that way, the only way you break the cycle is through empathy, which is very difficult because we all start off as covert narcissists. We don't have empathy. We want to play the victim. We feel so hurt by the other person. We, we can't imagine. We can't fathom that their behavior is because they feel perpetrated by us. 
mm-hmm. that 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 they feel uh, that that they wanted us as their savior. We didn't fill that role because nobody can save us except us. We didn't say we didn't adequately fit the bill of their savior. So then we became their perpetrator, and now they're the victim to us. We can't see that when we're covert narcissists. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of like uh, Dr. John D. Martini, and he talks about how everything that we dislike in somebody or the, the reason we have feelings of animosity and anger, or whatever, are because we see those, we don't see those, sub, we don't see those consciously, but subconsciously, we, we're those same things as well. Like, yeah, we if you like spot it, you got it. But in some life, we cheated in something, right? Like, yeah. it might not have been in, in a physical relationship, but it might have been something else that we cheated in your in test, a card on game, a test. in a test, yeah, or something. Yeah. We all have the same characteristics, but it's just 100%. identifying that. Yeah, and, and then, like you said, being owning that exactly place, owning, owning the trait, as jo- yeah. John says, owning the trait, as John, uh, John talks about and teaches, owning where you are all three. That's the first step. And then owning the fact that none of it's your fault. None of it's their fault. There's no, there's no one to blame. There's just like, oh shit, I was unconscious. Okay, great. Now, where does this all come from? Here's the next step is you got to go back and heal those attachment wounds. There's a younger version of me that <clears throat> showed up and, and, and called for that kind of relationship because it was familiar. So I keep running into that. I got to address the part of me that needs to keep filling that role unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And the answer is to heal those attachment wounds. So basically the entire foundation of everything I teach is helping heal those attachment wounds. So some of these things have been deep seated in people for a very long time. Like you said, these are things oh, yeah. that we absorb as infants, toddlers, adolescents. I mean, it goes out throughout our life and it could be something that's been around for 10, 20, 40, 50 years or more. And you think about, wow, okay, is it going to take me that long to, to get through this and, and to heal my, my inner emotional scars that I have and, and to come to that conscious state. And you look at like Tony Robbins, he says, well, Hey, you know what? In an instant, someone can change their mindset, right? Or they can change their perception. And so what do you see for people? How long does it really take them to start to get through this process? Uh, and what does that, what does that look like for the average person? Is everyone different? How long does it take? Yeah. Okay, I just I, I listened to a podcast with Dr. Shafali, and she says it takes about one to two years to really heal those attachment wounds. And I did John's work for about 20 years, and I realized that that doesn't actually fully address it. That dr- addresses the cognitive aspect. <clears throat> but what we have to address, you got to think about it. When we do cognitive work, like John, John Demartini's work and um, Byron Katie's work, we're dealing with a cognitive process, asking the question, well, who sees that trait in me and da 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 da, which is cognitive. But most of these attachment wounds happen long before you had language, where you had the stress that was in the body. Okay, the stress yeah. was actually in your body was long before you had language. So you must, you can't talk or think your way out of those uh, wounds. You must feel your way out of them. And so this is where I started going balls deep into breath work and inner child work and really merging the cognitive with the somatic first. In fact, 
what I discovered is if you don't deal with the somatic aspect of the trauma that you're, or the wounding that you're holding on in the body, like I can sit here and do John's work day and night, but if I all of a sudden hear my father's voice raise, like somebody yell, if you all of a sudden mm -hmm. start screaming at me, my body's going to go like this. It's just going to go tighten up unconsciously without you even without even having to think about it well I got to address that part and that's done by dropping into the body that's done with deep shadow work that's done by self works journaling and meditation and having a guide walk you through those old traumas and woundings and help you move through them through your body and that takes some of some of them Chris you don't even remember like the, work, the clients we work with, they're like, I don't have any memories of childhood. But then when we do a breathwork ceremony, a breathwork session, have you ever done breathwork? Uh, no, other than just for meditation, some purposes okay. there. I've never done probably so what you're talking about. So breathwork is a conscious connected breathing. I, I'm doing it next Sunday. You might want to join. Uh, I do it once a month for my tribe and I open it up for, for everybody. Cool. I do an inner child meditation plus breathwork where you're literally <sighs> – retraining your physiology for the most basic fundamental nervous system regulating skill known to humanity, which mm -hmm. is breathing. Yeah. And you're retraining your body to breathe. And when you slow the breathing down, your brain waves start to slow down and any stuck emotions that are there from childhood will start to bubble up and you will cry them out and express them and have those fears and they move through your body. So, a lot of this time, you don't even know that it's there, but it's a process that I kind of teach that breath work is a part of it. It's like, look, I'm just going to regulate my nervous system. I'm going to take any unprocessed emotions and I'm going to teach myself, retrain my nervous system from the foundational level to breathe properly. Because if you're holding your breath, you're not really like you're, you're the way that you breathe is how you live. Mm -hmm. Inhale is receiving with the universe exhale is giving if you don't have a one-to-one -one kind of relationship with your breath there is some sort of a wounding that's unprocessed mm. so you access it through the breath through the body so body-based work and cognitive-based work and you can really transform your entire all of the landscape of your relationships and your anxiety within a good three to six months actually you notice massive transformations for example I just working with this guy he's a Hasidic Jew uh, has been fearful of taking his Talmud testing for 50 years he's but he hasn't done it because he's his wounded little child is afraid of failing so he hasn't really developed his spirituality his business is stuck at one level he has no intimacy in his marriage and we started this process and within three months he was able to get into his feelings he was able to express his feelings he was able to cry tears of his young self that he abandoned quite a while ago and that's been over three months the landscape of his whole relationships have completely changed and his anxiety levels have dropped so much to the point where his beard that he had he would constantly pick at his beard hmm. or clients pick at their skin or pull their hair as an anxious kind of tick yeah they're like it's gone and so you can tr com completely transform in 90 days to six months. Or it depends on your commitment level absolutely. to the practices. Yeah, so. absolutely. That makes sense. It's like anything in life, right? You get out of what you're committed to, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing just comes easy or just gets handed to you. That's a really value. Uh, so that makes perfect sense. You're rewiring your nervous system. And so yeah. two years ago, when I really deeply started this process, I was 
alone. I had just broken up in a toxic relationship. I was alone. I wasn't connected to my purpose. I was anxious all the time. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't sleep. And then I started. And now within about six months, I started to notice a massive difference in my anxiety levels. This hypervigilance that I was constantly going. And in my work, it was like, more, more, more. It's not enough. It's not enough. I need the shiny new object. I need this much level of success. I need to keep, oh, I, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. And that started to change and I surrendered to that. And then the quality of all of my relationships changed. And I went from toxic codependent relationship patterns to now finally meeting somebody who I have a healthy interdependence with. Awesome. And we now have, uh, you know, we got married in April and hey, we, have congratulations. A baby, we have a baby on the way in October. And this awesome. completely was impossible for somebody like me who was a commitment phobe. Mm -hmm. I just committed to myself and everything transformed. So it took, takes anywhere from three, like you start noticing a massive difference within your first six weeks. Generally when I'm working with people, they're like, yeah. I'm different in six weeks and uh, 12 weeks and beyond. And, and the cool thing is, this is a journey. You're never finished. It's never finished. You're con the truth is constantly revealing itself. And the, the, the whole content of the work that I teach is giving you tools to access your own inner guidance when you get triggered. To expand, to learn the skill of expanding that space between stimulus and response, because if you don't expand that space between stimulus and response, your fate is chosen for you from those unconscious complexes from your past. But when you learn to expand that space, you can now choose your own adventure and reality. That's awesome. That's great. I mean, so important to understand, even like when it comes to chiropractic or any other body system. The emotional system is a system in its own, I think. And it takes a minimum of three months to retrain the nervous system, right? And so that's, that's key. I think that's people got to understand that, hey, there's no quick fixes out there. It's, it's just being consistent, having the right tools in place, whether that be someone to guide them and help them through that or a resource to help them get through that as well. That's key. Now, how can some people that are interested in going through your, your program I'm going through that live event too. Like what do you have certain dates that are coming up? Um, yeah. What's, what's going on? Well, I have sure. it on my website. It's every month, every month I do a breath work uh, because I just finished that process and I was like, damn, I got to do this once a month at least. It's like, you know, if you don't get an adjustment in a while, you're like, things aren't right. Well, Chris, in a day-to-day -day thing, you have a family, you have a wife, you have a business, you, you're an entrepreneur, you have patients and clients, you're going to have little stuff, little resentments, little guilts and shames that are going to pop up. And we don't like to address them as they show up. We just kind of bury them and they accumulate. So by doing a breathwork session, it's an hour of <sighs> conscious, connected breathing on Zoom in a community setting where everybody shares whatever revelation comes up, you literally get all of that crap. It's just like woof, dumped out. And you just like, you, uh, you, ha you have tears, you have emotions that come up that move through your body. So I do that once a month and for my community. But what I've done is I've opened it up and made it super duper affordable for everybody uh, to join in. Um, so basically I'll give you the link for that. That happens awesome. uh, once a month. And then the other thing that happens is I have a five, that's a three hour event where I do an inner child meditation. Then we do, I do an intro inner child meditation and then like sharing. And then we do the one hour breath work with music where I guide you through it. It's very powerful. One of my chiropractic uh, colleagues, he, he decided to come and he said, I feel like I did 10 years of therapy in three hours. Hmm. Awesome. It's kind of like a psychedelic experience, but you're not taking any drugs. You're actually 
using your breath to kind of uh, go back to old memories, they start to come up. It's, 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 I can't, uh, yeah, it, it's pure magic. Yeah. It's pure awesome. magic. The next thing is called the overview experience, which my three-day live event, thanks to COVID, canceled all of my events all around the world and had to kind of pivot mm -hmm. and find a way of bringing that same magic of the weekend to a five-hour retreat where you can kind of be at home and learn the skills of becoming trigger-proof, learn the skills of taking a trigger, expanding that space between your stimulus and response, and then turning it into deeper self-trust, turning every conflict into deeper intimacy and healing your attachment wounds. We go into five hours of healing those attachment wounds. So that's called the overview experience. And then I have a free Facebook group where I'm literally doing trainings each and every day. Cool. Awesome. So we'll make sure we put those on all the show notes so that you listeners today can get that access and start to incorporate some of these things, start to get some action steps in your life because that's huge. Without action, um, there's, there's nothing, right? So that's awesome. Dr. Neiman, I appreciate you having um, your knowledge on here today and just sharing with us this different perspective and, and a new understanding of really where some of our underlying issues are coming from physical, chemical, emotional, and just bringing them all out to the surface so that we can live our fullest purpose. So I just want to ask you one last question to close up. Um, everyone's experience is different with this and answers. What does reaching your fullest potential mean to you? It's the journey. It's the journey of a vision and taking a step towards taking off the mask. Your fullest potential is uh, the real you. It's like carving away everything, all of your wounding, all of the masks that you've put on. You know, before yeah. I used to say, oh, you're, you know, the optimal state of well-being, of physical, mental, emotional well-being. Your fullest potential happens when you can, you're able to take off the mask that you've put on because you want to have everyone approving of you. Your fullest potential is awakened the second that you're able to fully take it off and say, this is me, my real self, my authentic self, my understanding and present self. Uh, and I love all parts of me, not just the good parts, but warts and all, this is me. And reaching your fullest potential is your ability to take off the mask and show your truth. Awesome. I love it. Cool. Well, make sure you guys check out Dr. Nima, check out his website. Hopefully you can get to one of his breathing events too. I'm looking forward to participating in that and we will see you guys on the next Thanks one. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. To get this and other episodes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com or listen to the Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris podcast on iTunes, Google Play or Stitcher. 